to the Merge Love Podcast, a podcast about art and commerce and advertising in today's new media landscape. My name is Christina Archer, your host, and I'm a commercial photographer and director currently residing in LA. In this next episode, I talk with Rachel Lieberman. She's a freelance creative producer. This is a really good episode because we get to dive deep into defining her unique experiences and the differences between the ad agency model and the, the broadcast network marketing model. She has a plethora of experience working in entertainment, starting in editorial at Entertainment Weekly and People Magazine, and then moving into big networks like AMC, Hulu, and NBC. And the ad agency structure and the network structure, they're so different. It's very interesting doing a compare and contrast and hopefully very helpful for you as the art producer is called the marketing manager and like the PR team and she goes on to explain in this episode. The photo director is working on key art campaigns which is the leading artwork for the film or the show and she's probably working on that 30% of the time and the rest of the time is PR for the show or unit photographers or capturing behind the scenes. Our producers work as liaisons, working on tweaking estimates, finding the right talent per job. That may be the only similarity is that they both look for talent for new projects. Rachel dives deep and shares a lot of great nuggets of info, so if you are intrigued in understanding the differences between them and possibly pivoting into the entertainment space, then you gotta listen to this episode. So take a listen and here's Rachel Lieberman. Thanks for having me. It's so rare that people come to the West Side. <laughs> right. Rachel is a creative producer. Uh, she has a background um, from Entertainment Weekly that kind of grew into into working at studios like Hulu and NBC. And now you're working freelance um, for ad agencies, editorial, and maybe more that I don't know about. So yeah, and I think that you have such a, a really unique perspective because you've kind of seen a lot of different sides of it and you are the person that brings it all together and helps the client, you know, make their vision happen. So thanks. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, great to hear that from someone else. I wanted to kind of get to know your background a little bit more and find out like how did you even get into the entertainment industry? Yeah, it was... Um kind of random to be perfectly frank well entertainment specifically maybe not I just have a passion for it I mean it's what I like to do in my spare time is you know watch tv and movies and go to concerts and love music Um, but photos specifically in entertainment was relatively random I went to school for graphic design and I had a tough time finding a job when I got out of school I think at the time it was 2004 and everyone went to school for graphic design and it was super competitive not to say that photo wasn't but I just had a tough time getting my foot in the door Um, and a girl I went to high school with worked in the photo department at Us Weekly okay and offered me an internship unpaid and my parents were like please just get out of the house (laughs) whatever it is (laughs) you need to get out of the house so I took that and I very quickly realized that I loved it. I loved photo. It was a great way for me to combine my communication skills and my creativity. And it didn't keep me locked down to a desk 
and in front of a computer all day, which I find with graphic design, that's <laughs> usually the case. Yeah. Um, could be kind of lonely. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I loved working with all different types of creatives. So, mm-hmm. you know, and photographers and hairstylists and set designers and wardrobe stylists. So I loved it. And from there, I just kept going. Yeah. And you were, cause you actually were in New York at the time, right? Yes. I'm Living from New York, born and raised. I went to school in Boston and then went back to New York to find work. And so I interned at Us Weekly and then I got a full-time role at Teen People, which oh, cool. is no longer, may it rest in peace. Uh, yeah. That was really fun, <laughs> There was such an era of all of those, like, Tiger Beat. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I, I feel like a few of them may still exist. Like, come back, maybe, because there's, like, 90s nostalgia. Right. Like, nobody's business. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I, I hear cassette tapes are coming back, too. Oh, yeah, so. I know. It's silly. Um, yeah, so Teen People, and then, unfortunately, I saw the writing on the wall that Teen fo- People was folding, likely, and I had a very quick stint at Martha Stewart, which I, Martha Stewart Living, I should say, which I don't mm-hmm. often tell too many people, but... Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, I love, I really love Still Life. Yeah. And, you know, that's a beautiful magazine. They use, you know, really great photographers, and um, it's really well thought out, and the people that work there are super creative, and I just very quickly realized that I couldn't get like photographing an avocado all day wasn't quite the same as you know being in a room with Brad Pitt right so like I said I love entertainment and from there yeah the job at Entertainment Weekly kind of presented itself and I went that way and I was there for about six and a half years I loved it wow yeah I learned a lot I worked with so many different creative people on staff and freelance and yeah, it was, it was really a great experience. Yeah. I mean, I just want to try to gather, like, when did you get used to being around so many big names? Like, do you remember your first shoot when you were an intern and you had to, like, okay, I got to get this. I got to be cool <laughs> with whomever the celebrity was. Yeah. Um, i trying to think back to... My, I do remember my very first shoot was, I was an intern at Us Weekly, and it was on a yacht in Manhattan, <laughs> and Michael Levine was shooting, I don't even know his name, so I, I can't necessarily say, like, the talent was, he was from that movie, which will bring us to the dream question, if, oh, if you yeah. ever want to get back oh, there, yeah. Let's but it was that movie about the people that kind of get lost at sea and the sharks and something shark related. Anyway, um, that was my first shoot and time on set and working with talent at all. At all. Yeah, so that was interesting. He wasn't necessarily Brad Pitt, but it was just my first shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from there, team people, we used to often have people come into the office. So at the time, it was newlyweds. So um, um, Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson, oh and those people were coming to the office really often. Um and yeah, it was fun. I don't, I think it, it just become, I mean, it's become it, the part of your job. Yeah. Like, I think when I was 22 at Teen People, it was like silly and fun and like, yeah. I, you know, might get kind of giddy. But, um, these days I would say it's just, yeah, it's a part of my job and they're regular people. And, and I think they, they, 
um, you know, want to be treated that way also. Most of them, yeah. anyway, don't necessarily want to be, you know, put on a pedestal. Yeah, and it's more about crafting that relationship with their PR, like everyone that so carefully manages their their outward appearance. Deep breath. It's so much about their PR. It's like that's like that's the only yeah. person you're ever speaking to. Really. Yeah, so. and and very often, you know, you think a person is going to be a certain way because of their publicist, mm-hmm. and then they surprise you very much so because, in fact, their publicist is acting that way so that their client is able to act the other way. Uh, which is, the, you know, like the publicist is maybe, you know, being kind of tough or cranky or whatever. And that's so that their client doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, it does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> it's, I think it's so interesting because I think more than anything, this, that business is very, I, I don't know if I would say catty, but there's a lot of personalities in the room and there is with advertising but i mean this is a that's what they're selling they're selling this person's personality they're selling their skills their look um so it's just a totally different way to think because there's like a much there's like a bigger allowance for people to just be real and not you know like sugarcoat things it's like people are just uh they're just honest with you about it okay you can't have any of this don't do this we don't like this photographer because they worked with somebody that this they don't like like there's so there's this laundry list of things that they have to send through Mm -hmm. and um and that's that's normal and that's like what happens and in advertising it's that doesn't exist so it's a really unique industry in that way i feel like yeah, I mean, I only kind of dabbled in advertising, to be perfectly frank with you, relatively mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. And what I got from it was kind of that in entertainment, because of, you know, the caliber of, of talent or the subject that's there, right. the team of people that's there for the talent, so the crew, right, are very often on the same team, because you're all there to get the same job done yeah and to make really cool photos and our jobs are really fun yeah and they should be yeah and not to say that wasn't the case in advertising but it did find that in advertising there were so many different internal uh personalities and levels and titles and that I mean, I do think at the, you know, same thing at the end of the day, you're, you're all there to get the same, you know, finished product, which mm-hmm. is a really great still photo or broadcast commercial or, um, but it, I did get a different sense from it. Mm, that's so interesting. Cause I think, I think each process has its own kind of kinks or, or pitfalls, but also it's pluses and like with advertising, there's like the you know junior art director art director mm-hmm. and then and then all the way up to the ECD and then and then also and then they have to report back to their client whom is like the person that's actually spending the money so I, I didn't really think about I thought that entertainment and advertising was very paralleled in the amount of like approvals it's just but maybe on set you're saying that it's already been decided and it's not like 
you're waiting on set to get approval on something. It's not like that. And in advertising, it's like, okay, let's wait for the client to sign off on this before we move to the next layout. And that's really unique because I didn't really think about it like that. Yeah, it seemed to me like there was so much more... Well, that's not true. Not I was going to say there's more to be signed off on ahead of time in advertising than there is in entertainment. Mm-hmm. And granted, it may have a lot to do with the money that's behind it. Yeah. Um, you know, because a lot of times in entertainment, and what I'm doing specifically in entertainment nowadays, which is a lot of editorial, yeah. uh, it's promotional. So there isn't necessarily a huge amount of money on the line. And, and there is in advertising. So I, I yeah. definitely get why there are so many layers and levels um beforehand Mm -hmm. but it's it's different than entertainment advertising makes entertainment i think seem small Mm, interesting Mm -hmm. so then small that that came off wrong well Um, no but more lean in the amount of people on set like i mean there's not a team that's it has to go through the concept which makes sense Um, But I guess it depends, and we can get to that, which this is a good segue because I wanted you to maybe talk about the internal structure of how, like, I mean, maybe we could compare, like, Mm -hmm. maybe, like, Hulu or, like, you know, original series key art, like, Mm -hmm. the, you know, the highest kind of the biggest campaign that they're Mm -hmm. coming out with for a year or two, a campaign with an advertising agency that has a big client, um... I'm just not even a throw. I was like, should I make one up? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I just know that you worked at Hulu, but it doesn't have to be exactly from there. But how is the process different? Um, and maybe I know you were freelancing and advertising too. And so, um, but how it can, because it can help inform my, in, like what I know of how that process works and how it trickles down. Mm-hmm. So in entertainment, you were saying that there's, the titles are totally different. Mm-hmm. And you're dealing with PR and marketing much more hand in hand. But let's say, like, where does it start? Like, do you get, do you get the boards for an idea? Yeah. So, um, in entertainment, um, at a network where I've worked at three, Hulu, AMC, and NBC, Mm -hmm. uh, I've always lived in the photo editor, photo producer role specifically, which at all of those places, uh, it turns out to be in the PR department. And Mm. the marketing department is typically who's responsible for the creation of the key art. So the marketing department would come to me as the photo person and say, and it's different at each network. So should I just give you Hulu or? Um, yeah, let's, yeah, let's maybe do, I think Hulu would maybe, would imply maybe what's happening at Netflix. And it would be interesting to hear, because that was different than the, the older model that's been more robust that's been happening mm-hmm. for NBC. So it might be interesting to hear how the, kind of the, that space is working. So yeah, let's. Okay. Is, how does Hulu work? Sure. <laughs> Give us a little just so you know, I, I'm pretty sure they're. Like, or maybe changing. I've heard that that Netflix does operate pretty differently. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. We'll just not, talk about Hulu. Not, exactly. <laughs> Which I love, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hulu was a really great experience. Uh, the people there are awesome. They love what they're do doing. Um, they're coming out with some really good content. Have you watched The Handmaid's Tale? 
Oh my god, everyone! Uh, no, I haven't yet, but I must. It's everyone's talking about yeah, it. Yeah, slightly troubling, but <laughs> <laughs> also really good. Um, yeah. So anyway, I lived or I actually built the photo roll at Hulu. It didn't wow. exist before I was That's there. Awesome. So they brought me in. I was freelance, and they brought me in as kind of a consultant to. Yeah. Um, figure out where that role should live and what it should be. And um, I can't can't say they, they necessarily, um, you know, took my advice, but, um, mm. but it, you know, it was a really good experience nonetheless. Anyway, yeah. so um, the marketing department would come to me and they would come to me quite honestly because they knew that I loved photography yeah. and I loved this part of the job, uh, mm-hmm. which is producing the Europe campaigns, which was, I think that's an upcoming question, but it was about 30% of the role. Um, I definitely let it be known that I love that and mm-hmm. I love, you know, photography and, and what I love so much actually is place as assigning and placing a certain photographer to a certain project. Yeah. And that's really fun for me. So, uh, the marketing manager would come to me, hopefully, and say, we're thinking of doing, you know, we're thinking of doing a shoot for um, the Mindy Project, the last season, uh, this fall, and these are the creative agencies we're working with, and they're suggesting, you know, A, B, C, and D shoot it, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And then I might come back and say, oh, C is perfect, or how about E? Uh Um, You know, I happen to know E. How funny is this? E, a.k.a. Emily Scher, um, (laughs) works with Mindy a lot. I think she shot a few of her book covers, and I knew that they had a nice Big fan of Emily's work. Shout out to Emily. Come on the podcast. Oh, we've got some more. Amazing. Um, So I knew that, you know, Emily had worked with Mindy before and in terms of the look and feel of the concepts that I had seen, I thought that she would be perfect for it. Yeah. So then I would say to them, how about this person? And then, you know, maybe they, then the marketing person might go back to the creative agency and, you know, say that I suggested Emily and then they'd come back and be like, cool, that sounds great. I'm making it sound really easy. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Well, and who typically, because the creative agencies between you and your internal team um, is different than, it's definitely not, like there's, there's so many entertainment advertising mm-hmm. production companies that kind of have molded their own space, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But are they normally kind of, so they're producing it and then you're kind of consulting that and what they're, well, the pieces that they're bringing together in the pie because I'm, I mean, the CG aspect and like the retouching aspect is such a big part. So I feel like that is why they. It's a little different because they're looking first to like a production company that already has those resources that they can pitch and almost see what the end result will be with you know the finalized look of the retouching or whatever is being added into the image. Um, so I guess what I'm asking is like when you say creative agency, you just mean kind of those like middle those people that are producing that that company that's producing the project and then you also get to bring to the table and suggest different artists so is there always then a third party that's like bidding the project 
At Hulu, yes. At AMC, yes. At NBC, no. NBC oh, okay. has a creative agency built into their marketing department. Got it. So at NBC, the, the marketing department, they're building their own sketching sketches, and they're doing the post work. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's all internal. But okay. um, at AMC and Hulu, and that likely Netflix... They're mm-hmm. using an outside creative agency to pitch and bid different ideas and photographers and post work. And a lot of the times they don't even award that until after the shoot. So sometimes oh. I'll be at the shoot and there'll be a representative there from one of the agencies, but we'll also still shoot a concept from a different agency. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So the... <laughs> That's really interesting because usually in advertising you are bidding like you like you you get the whole bundle yeah. <laughs> like or if you're saying okay we're doing retouching in house or like whatever small things that are left out but normally it's like okay here's the package mm-hmm. and so what you're saying is that they're they're shooting the different specs of they're they're shooting the different ideas that different agencies has presented but they but they've decided on the photographer they want to shoot the photographer it. yeah i was just going to jump in and say no matter like by the time the shoot comes along the photographer has definitely been um awarded there's there's usually not too sh- <laughs> except usually, one except yes sometimes Strange if the shoot time. is like really big um they will have a um, shooter doing the PR setups, mm-hmm. and then they'll have someone else doing the keyword. Got it. I, I didn't have that in my seven months at Hulu. They mm-hmm. would, one person would be doing both. Okay. But um, I know AMC has done it that way before, and NBC for sure. They'll okay. Have, they'll have two sets going, and I know I think CBS does it that way also. They'll have two sets going, and one shooter will do the uh, keyword, and someone else will do the PR. Okay. So then the photographer shows up to set and he's seen maybe both pitches of the execution and now he knows how to capture it like two different ways. And, okay, that's so yeah. interesting. And then there's, there but could it, be an art director there that's directing. So it's almost like they're shooting. That's kind of, it's kind of cool though. I mean, it gives you that leeway to just really see what will work in camera and if they're willing to like if they have the time or if they're willing to spend the money and just try to because so much it's so important like one thing it's just one image representing an entire movie and Mm -hmm. deciding on that so maybe they even test it like they test films like maybe they test internally like how do you think this will go over with this audience blah 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 so that makes total sense um but they do test it for sure they do have focus groups and stuff Um, i think sometimes they'll have focus groups beforehand and they might, mm. you know, look at, show them the sketches and ideally pick what they want beforehand. But yeah. um, more often than not, I think they're shooting a bunch of different concepts and then um, showing those concepts to different focus groups and then landing on a final um, image. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I think this could segue into, like, how you find talent for projects because... Um, I mean, you gave a really great example, but I I just, I don't know, I know that, I don't want to say it's like a 
an old man's industry, but I mean, like some of the networks have been around for so long mm-hmm. and, you know, you want to get in the union and you need a unit stills. And um, so understanding how, how open they are to new talent or like, and are you getting things from people? Are you getting people reaching out that want that chance? Like, does that totally exist? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, wait, did I finish the question about how those QR campaigns happen? Well, actually, no. Let's okay. go. Well, I think we uh, now I'm like some learning manager so came, much. Comes to me. I they said A, B, C, or D. I said how about E? Yes. Then the creative agency signed off on E, which was Emily for mm-hmm. Mindy, and then and then I would produce it. Sometimes if the shoot was really big. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was also working on a signing, a signing unit and editing 55,000 photos a month. And, you know, <laughs> then I might also hire freelance producer to help me cast a model or have a closet built or, you know, actually I might bring them in just because things need to be time corded and you, I couldn't do that through Hulu um mm-hmm. so and then the shoot would happen and it goes great and the images come in and different from editorial where once the images come in I might edit them and make a select and show you know by showing them to the art director and um you know seeing what works best in the layout once the images come in as a photo person who also manages the assets at somewhere like Hulu and AMC, not NBC, it's a much bigger department and someone yeah. else does this, but they'll upload the assets and then the creative agency or at NBC, someone internal at marketing, I would let them know that all the assets are there and they will go through and make their edits. And I might also say, so-and-so has approvals, they'll be in in three weeks from now you know, if you're going to start prior to then be mindful of the fact that something you're using might get killed or like if you can wait until then to do Mm -hmm. your selects and then they'll make something really cool. And a few months later I'll be on sunset and see it (laughs) (laughs) and yeah. And that's pretty satisfying. And I think, did I say that or was it Amy, who I spoke to earlier, where I said my favorite part of the job is seeing a project through from A to Z and, you know, first getting assigned something and then... Yeah, that it is so rewarding. I think for most people, because when there is, I mean, maybe you can speak to this or maybe it's just more so in advertising, a lot of things like get killed last minute or just you get so excited about ideas and like you're moving forward and then poof like you don't know what happened and then it's not happening and so I think you're as a creative person you just always become like emotionally invested in these ideas and so and then when you see what you want people because it's also it's so cool to think that it's always like a different combination of ingredients of like a family that comes together to make something and there it is and it's so unique and beautiful that that happens in productions and I love how that works and um so I get a high just from, from that, you know, and, and definitely seeing it out in the world. So I think, um, yeah, I totally agree. It's like, there it is. There, yeah. there's my, all yeah. our hard work paid off uh-huh. and we're doing it. Um, so is the process with pitching photographers the same with, like, how do you, is it more so that you're bringing, you're putting together like a PDF of somebody's work and you, and you show 
because most people, there's, they have too much work to show on their website, so their mm-hmm. website's a really tight edit. Um, or on the advertising side, because kind of director's treatments have trickled down and now photographers do treatments all the time, do photographers in entertainment really need to articulate like how they're capturing this? Like, are there treatments that are expected? Or Sometimes. I think it depends on the concept. Okay. Yeah. And I, I also think it depends on, you know, sometimes they'll just be someone so perfect for, for the job, like I said before, with Emily and Mindy, where it's just, you know, yeah. no-brainer that that's yeah. who, And other times there'll be two people who are both available and would both, you know, crush it. Mm-hmm. And so I'll let their rep know that, you know, someone else is up for it and we need them to come down a little in terms of price. Or, you know, can they send me a PDF of, you know, what they want me to put forward in front of the marketing department and so they might like put together a tighter edit other than what's on their website for me to show to people and then for the marketing department will ultimately make that decision Mm -hmm. okay yeah and it sounds like because there's probably a lot more post work involved depending uh, but with a lot of ad jobs I love how this is becoming such a compare and contrast but it is really interesting to me because they're just so desperate industries Mm -hmm. but um because my typical like flow of a month is you get somebody reaches out about a project you know they want to shoot it in like probably two weeks and then they want the deliverables like a week or two after that so it's very funny how I mean never is do I mean, but you, you don't probably see things out there, depending if it's seasonal or something. It could be months, a year, but usually everything's just so quick. Like, we got mm-hmm. this idea. We got to shoot it right away. Need it right now. And I don't know if it's a product of just that the creatives are so bogged down by so many projects. And so they really have to compartmentalize with each brand. And then when the time comes for one, it's like, you know, it's like just rushing, rushing, oh, yeah, rushing. Though, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, it, it sounds like it's just a little bit slower in a good way. Like it, maybe it's a little bit like at a normal pace of how you would like run through approvals and pitch a job and pitch a concept. And then, um, like, do you feel like it's not as hurry up and go? It depends on typically, uh, it's reliant on the show's production. Oh yeah. Their production right. schedule and right. when the talent's available. So, uh, I Ideally, you are shooting a QR campaign in the middle of production, so which is kind of tough on the talent, and, yeah. and they don't love that because it requires they come in on a weekend. Oh. But it's great for us because then us, the network, whatever network, you have access to their sets and their crew. Oh, okay. And which, it, which if you shoot once production has ended then you don't have access to those things mm-hmm. as easily, which could be good or bad because then, you know, if you want to use a different set designer, you can, but it could cost a lot more money to recreate a set yeah. that, you know, did exist. Right. So ideally they shoot uh, during production and that's how the timeline is created. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. How do you find, like, new talent? Right, and you had just asked about unit photographers and union and people pitching, right? Yeah, so I think 
I mean, there's a lot of different layers of different things you're assigning, I guess. So if it were an up and coming photographer that has a background in editorial, mm-hmm. a lot of celebrity work, but hasn't like broken into studios. Cause I know I just, I hear, like, I know that there's like, it's very challenging. Um, and, but then once you get that flow of how that space works, then it just is great. But so let's just say that a person has a really great book, but they don't have anything like, what would be the first job that you would give them a try on, you know? Um, so the broadcast network, so I know NBC, CBS, Fox, I'm not sure about ABC, uh, still shoot pilots. Oh, yeah. Uh, meaning by shoot pilot, I mean everyone's shooting pilots Yeah. in terms of um, video and actually capturing the pilot, but not everybody is uh, shooting the key art for the pilot in the case that it gets picked up. So yeah. AMC doesn't, Tulu doesn't, I don't know about, I can't imagine Netflix does, but yeah. the broadcast networks are still shooting pilots and pilot season is usually like February to April. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's a really great way to get your foot in the door because the, <laughs> playing again. Yeah. Um, so I think the network would be more apt to like throw you a bone and and Mm -hmm. like hope it works because i mean there's still think you know a lot riding on it because then if it does get picked up you know it's it's going to be out there but yeah um i think pilot season was a really great time for someone to get their foot in the door Mm -hmm. yeah rates are different yeah um yeah yeah time allotted is different Mm-hmm. And things often get reshot because people get recast. Yeah. But I would say that's a really good time to try and get your foot in the door. So, you know, if, if you start pitching those people before the holiday mm-hmm. or maybe right after the holiday, because right after the holiday, they're coming back and like preparing for that time. time. Yeah. Yeah. So pitch those people then and. It, you know, if there's any way to read about what projects, and there are ways. I mean, it's on THR, yeah. it's on Deadline, it's yeah. it's everywhere what projects, you know, they've greenlit. Um, right. And if there's something that speaks to you, mm-hmm. you know, try and get a hold of either someone in the marketing department or the photo department, which, again, lives in the PR department. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, reach out to them and let them know that, you know, this project speaks to you and are they shooting, you know, art for the pilot or or any art for the pilot and you love to be part of it yeah and like how do you actually find people if you're searching and you need kind of you're like you know I think of this person like I thought of a person but I kind of just want to look out there and like see if there's any new ideas of somebody I want to put forward do you use any do you have a website saved or something I definitely have a lot of bookmarks yeah (laughs) (laughs) um social media for sure and I think editorial I'm you know because that's where I come from I do still look to editorial for because that's probably the first place that you're likely to get a bone thrown at you yeah um so that's probably the first place that I go and look and see you know who who's EW hiring these days yeah or or even you know people or Vanity Fair or um you know, Bloomberg, New York Magazine, I right. mean, the list goes on. Right. So 
you know, who were they hiring and who have they, quote, taken a risk on? And, right. And, and then follow up with, you know, well, where does that person um, lie in terms of social media and what are they putting out there and mm-hmm. their website and are they wrapped and who are they wrapped by? And yeah, mm-hmm. you can totally go down a rabbit hole. I know, I know, it's so true. So then is your second question when you find somebody that you love there? their work and they're budding and they're new and doing a ton of editorial work. Do you go to their social media accounts to like, do you check out, like, is it because you want to know their following? Is it because you like, is that cause the, that weight sort of exists occasionally more with social media influencers, but it is like a new thing to think about when you're a photographer and have mm-hmm. to like really have a robust following and have a curated feed and, um, it's like mo- another extension of your brand in a way. So is that, do you look just to kind of just to learn more about the personality or is it because the, your client really does value somebody that has a following? I think it depends. I think in advertising for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I picked up on that right away. You know, they were looking for an artist, um, a illustrator who had a following because they wanted that person to post and, you know, for something to go viral. And that was, um, really neat for me to experience. It was the first time that I was assigning or producing something that wasn't, um, photography. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, so that was neat. Uh, so that was, that's a case where you definitely turn to their social media and entertainment. Yes. And no, I mean, maybe just to see for me, personality is a huge, huge thing mm-hmm. um and i think that's and the trust, producer in probably. me yeah because um like i don't want any drama on my set yes <laughs> like it's <laughs> typical that like the hair and makeup will bring drama or the talent <laughs> they do. Will bring they always drama. do always it's, so it's always the glam team you can relate yeah we can rely on so, that so the last thing i need mm-hmm. is for the photographer to be a diva. Oh, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, I'll, I'll want to just kind of talk to people and check out their social media and, and or meet them and, you know, see what their vibe's like and just make sure that, because I really, it's so important to me for things to be mellow because I'm typically yeah. burning inside anyway. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Oh, uh, because, yeah, be like the, just the PR people protecting, just, you know talking down your throat and you're like oh I hope it works out but yeah um, yeah there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of pressure and I love that I think it's a good reminder for people on the podcast I mean portraiture is something that's so unique where it it is about what can that person like you know get from them you know what what can they like what what kind of story are they gonna tell yeah yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely because it's so often about the relationship between talent and photographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's why, you know, people like Martin or Platon, like, you know, block things off and yeah. it's just them and the subject. Yeah. And, you know, they're just trying to evoke a certain story. It's something that doesn't feel like manufactured, you know, just something that feels real. I mean, but then there's so many different, like, spaces of that, you know, nothing, it doesn't have to be authentic in that way like it can there can be it can be highly stylized it doesn't just have to be a simple portrait on white Absolutely. and like emily captures that so well where she, her work is so bright and comical and witty 
and it's very stylized, but it's like that their personality is just exuding off the page. And mm -hmm. then there's like the opposite, you know, where Scholler is just like simple, the person being, being, it's like mm -hmm. listening to like Deepak Oprah's like just being, <laughs> <laughs> just who are they at their core? Um, and this applies to eyes of staring at staring at Dave Matthews right, right, right. looking into his eyes yeah. yeah checking out the lighting setup in those eyes <laughs> um, with editorial I mean the fact that people are reaching out to you and you're and you're consulting and you're also producing and you're art directing these shoots I mean editorial is so much fun I don't care what anybody says it's fun. like you get to like play it's like having like a sandbox and you're just like going crazy mm -hmm. because that's where you can just things can get can push things and it can get weird and it's yeah. not going to be representing the movie by one image and so do you feel like you I mean is it just is it this balance where you get to like you get to do a little bit of everything and it's kind of a fun little mix I love editorial <laughs> and yeah. I love the creative freedoms and flexibilities that uh, it allows me and, and other people to have. Um, I'll never forget the time that I said to a photo assistant, I was telling him that what kind of made, I think it was right after I left AMC and you know why that I was going freelance and what if I were to go back to full time, what I was looking for in my next role and you know how much I loved editorial. That's not to say that I'm whatever yeah. but um what i loved about editorial so much was that you wore so many different hats yeah and, <laughs> and so you're guess. assigning and you're concepting and you're producing and you're art directing and you're editing wow. and you're color correcting and on there, he looked at me and he was like why would you want to do so much <laughs> <laughs> why and, do you want more work for yeah. yourself <laughs> and, but it like feeds your soul oh i love way. it so much yeah. and in uh, TV or advertising, there's a different person to do every one of those jobs. Yeah. Um, in TV, different person to do every one of those jobs. In advertising, it seems like three different people at each of those levels <laughs> yeah. to do those jobs. Yeah. So right. just, you know, which just means um, more personalities and mm -hmm. more ideas for the finished project um, product, but which could be really cool, too. It's yeah. just more people to collaborate with. Yeah. Um, but I really like wearing all those different hats. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I feel like you, there's probably... It all it most likely exists like that, too, almost as, like, a safety net to, like... Because when one... You know, when an idea comes out of one person and there's the positive side of that and usually why, like, the photographer or the director is the last kind of that's the vision we're going to have this person execute it in this way um or you know the art director you're designing the idea what's the color palette is the studio's the location what is the feeling that you get from the images um but you know there's so many like advertising kind of faux pas late or lately but i mean it's a very it's a political time and so you need to have like a small team to just bounce off your ideas so that you know they're not crazy or they're terrible or they're offensive or something like i think working in a team is so important for advertising to work because brands there, there's so much depth to be thinking about mm -hmm. and to be having only one or a few people concepting for that i think and also just the idea that brands assign their digital advertising to one agency and then their print advertising and their broadcast over here which to me is like oh it's so confusing I can't keep track like who's doing what part of what um, 
but maybe it's so that it's not like all monopolized by one brain. Um, yeah. I'd, on one hand, I feel like it's a lot of pressure for to to all yeah. land on like why would, again like that photo assistant said why would I want that? Um, <laughs> but I would imagine and correct me if I'm wrong that it it's probably really great for you, the photographer and the artist, to have one person to turn to and say, "Is this what you wanted it to be?" Oh, as opposed absolutely. to you know four eight. 12 different people yeah. to weigh in and yeah. or say, and like, I'm just playing on, devil's advocate yeah. just to like try to understand why it's like that. But I, I mean, so many times recently on set it, where it, where I see that the creative team in of themselves, if they're at conflict with one another, you know, eventually they just have to decide who's my point person to go to that, like speak that I can just speak to as a whole. And then they can decide like whatever changes we need to make to mm-hmm. what I'm currently shooting. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just serves them better so that we can get more done in the day. We're not, and I think the the slower, like getting the client approval and sending it to a different time zone. And we're, um, so it's really just, I just try to work in a way that just feeds what they need. And it's usually a lot in one day. Like there's usually not a lot of time to wait around. Um, so yeah, it's so that's kind of that's totally important, and I think it comes up a lot in advertising where it's like there's many minds, but as long as that that team works really well together, mm-hmm. it's so important. And and it is on the other side, like when I'm doing my own test concepts and when I'm doing spec projects and I'm just concepting on my own, there is something that's so fulfilling that I get that high, like you're talking about with editorial, where it's like it's your baby and you're like crafting and you're like. You know, you're doing a little bit of research to seeing what's out there currently and where maybe where do you want to go with this? Like, what could they do? What what could the talent kind of like serving their personality? Um, and it's so enjoyable. It's addicting. Mm-hmm. Totally. I like mm-hmm. can't like, OK, I have to do like paid work now. But, yeah. like, I just want to keep like <laughs> shooting ideas that pop in my head. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I am curious how much your job is changing with kind of movement into doing more social marketing and social media marketing. Um, if that influences what you're concepting for, or if it just means that the campaigns are a little bit like broader and they have a lot of little arms that you have to kind of worry about or also, um, and then motion are you finding, do you need to find photographer directors that can kind of execute like web promo videos or something or, or shoot, the, the broadcast commercial. I don't know. I think w- what I've seen from my side is, from my perspective, is just that each agency is totally different. So some are more open to merging those departments and mm-hmm. then others are still keeping them completely separate. So yeah, what have you seen? Um, so it's still pretty... at the Now it's almost a year ago at this point since I've been at Hulu, but at the time... It was still pretty separate. Mm-hmm. Hulu and DMC. Yeah. So it was still pretty separate. There was a whole video department that would hire, you know, their own DP. And actually yeah. it would be in, a, like, a totally different crew. Yeah. Um, it was interesting, actually, at Hulu. Um, never forget my first Hulu shoot for Difficult People. It was the first shoot that I'd been on where um, broadcast and video was 
kind of more of a priority. And oh. yeah, it seems to me like until then, stills it had always been like it's a still shoot, but there's video here. Yeah. <laughs> and that shoot was not the case at all. Uh, so that was really interesting. Um, and it makes sense, you know, a mm. streaming network. Um, yeah. But it's still pretty separate. I would try to, like, I know Emily did motion on the Mindy shoot. Oh, cool. So if there are people that I know do both, mm -hmm. I would pitch it to the video team and say, you know, like, you can save a little money here. Right. <laughs> you know, like, make your production, your crew a little smaller. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, Sometimes the video team would already have hired their DP and they, you know, so they just keep it separate. But it, mm -hmm. if they hadn't, then I, you know, you could say, you know, oh, James Minchin, you know, also does video. So if you want to have him do both or, um, yeah. So sometimes there is an opportunity for people to do both and other times not. I think it just depends. Timeline also is a big thing. Um, timeline, budget. Yeah, but I, I would say for the photographer, just let it be known right away that, that if that's something that interests you and you want to do it, you know, then maybe a question right away should be, you know, or if, are you doing broadcasts or motion on that same day? And if you are, have you already hired someone for that? Because I would love to do both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so great. So I guess like big perspective, Big picture. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Pictures up. Um, where we currently are and your perspectives from entertainment and advertising and editorial. Um, and now you get to dabble in a little bit of everything. What do you see are the biggest differences between those worlds? And are you kind of taking like a little bit of both and maybe like injecting the best parts into your creative producing for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think, or hope to think that that's a lot of what I bring to the table, mm -hmm. um, is that I have experienced both and by both, I also mean editorial and advertising yeah. and, you know, being in a network. And so I could take all those experiences just like anyone else and, um, make something great. Yeah. Let me go back for a second. Um, just comparing the creative process with the with entertainment and advertising. Is there a triple bid situation? Like uh, there's always three photographers they're putting forward for a project. And is that still sort of how it works? Not usually. Oh, okay. Yeah, not okay. usually. There's usually, um, there might be one or two people that they really want to do it. And it may just come down to availability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because a lot of times, like I said, the shoot will depend on the production schedule and oh, there yeah. won't be so much flexibility in regards to when they do it. So it might just come back down to availability. Okay. Do you guys also still have creative calls with somebody you're interested in working with? That's a really interesting question because... Um, it, what I gathered was in advertising, they'll have creative calls before it's been awarded. Yeah, yeah. That's not the case in entertainment at okay. all. They, they will only have a creative call once it's been, quote, awarded, which it's funny, they rarely use that term in entertainment. What are they booked? 
Yeah, confirmed. Can, yeah. Yeah, I think okay. confirmed. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we're, the advertising space likes to make it sound much more like a like a contest or something. Yeah. <laughs> or like you're you're first you're the winner. You won. The, I think there was it was a whole different language positive. that I learned. That's funny. You know, yeah. like scope and. Like, are there boards? Like, do you say boards when they're like storyboards yeah. or like layouts? Mood like boards. those are yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. What else? What else was weird? That just it was different. Yeah, titles were different. Yeah, titles. Um, lang- language. Vocabulary language was different. Um, process was for sure different. Um, there were different people managing budget budgets. Oh, right. Now the cost consultants have that. Right. <laughs> like, That's what I mean by saying everything. there were so many different levels. Yeah. Much more compartmentalized. Yeah. It was, it was wild. I mean, I think I spent most of my time there just figuring out the, how to, who, what players <laughs> to reach out to for a certain held, question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or held what stake or, you know, who was I really reporting to or asking or yeah i mean at the end of the day it's the client right yeah Um, (laughs) right but you know you don't just go like i didn't ever deal with the client direct there was yeah account three different account people so um that is so funny yeah yeah i mean i think when I'm not aware of like this crazy back and forth between like my rep and the art producer it's when, because I had a span of time where I was not repped and I was just looking for the right next step for me, and it was just so funny because I forgot how much I missed. It's so important to just be able to focus purely on the creative and and have that liberty. It's a blessing, and I realized how lucky I was, and that I do. I wanted to find somebody that was right for me, and hopefully in the New York market, and it all worked out. And but. I'm very aware that I think my rep is like, you know, just feeling all these emails that I can just now just breathe and just focus on like, get me to the end result. What do we have? What are we working with numbers wise? Like what's the creative? Because I do know that with part of your job, a lot of times is going back and forth, switching Mm -hmm. one thing here, tweaking one thing here, tweaking the language just to get that final like estimate ready so that it's not missing anything. And you know, says the correct usage and like all those important things when you have that signature and you don't want to. Well, congratulations. In, Thank you. In, uh, your rep and also being able to kind of hand it off because I think that's a huge, huge step that a lot of, I'm noticing young photographers who just, you know, sign with a rep have a hard time kind of walking away, stepping back and, and being yeah. like, okay, cool. So now you can handle it or, or not even the rep, but in the case where I'm hired as a producer, you know, mm-hmm. a, a lot of case, a lot of times those photographers are used to doing it themselves. Yeah. So, you know, producing or it's, yeah. But if you hire a producer, that's the benefit in hiring a producer is like, I got this, right. you know, and right. you know, I'll keep them in the loop and, you know, ask them questions along the way. But, um, being able to kind of step back and hand it off is a big step. So congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I think control. it's really important. Yeah. Letting go of control. Um, but I think it's really important that you find, you know, a person that you can trust and that 
represents I mean that's what they are they're a representative they're an mm-hmm. agent but it's so crucial to find somebody that's like on the same wavelength of how you conduct business you know like I'm all about like making it easy for people and doing as much as I can creatively to like collaborate with the the team and and make it fun and make it you know just make it easy so yeah and we're totally aligned and we're totally paralleled and um and knowing when it's flexible when I'm really stoked about an idea and the budget isn't necessarily there but I'm like oh but this would be so cool to do like you know I'll just give my rep that hint and she'll do that and so it all works out but um yeah thank you it's a new step so let's go back to a little bit about Rachel um as we wrap this up we've got so you do have a dream that you are willing to share that I'm excited about so this is at the end which is usually at the beginning but we're gonna wrap this out about you and then more about you so yeah you set it up like <laughs> that hear, and I'm like it makes me sound your, crazy no um, crazy but let's hear so, what your imagination comes up with so I don't rem- unfortunate fortunately or unfortunately I sleep really well yeah <laughs> so I feel like I'm typically in a pretty good deep sleep where I don't necessarily remember my dreams. Yeah. So when I do remember my dreams, it's because I didn't necessarily sleep well the night before. And that is typically when in the middle of production and I have a shoot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'll never sleep the night before a shoot because I'm, oh my gosh. you know, so much on my mind or right. I'm afraid I won't, you know, get up for my alarm or... Right. Um, so the, it's, it's a while. I really had to think back to the last dream I remembered, but was this past winter and I was producing, I produced 14 shoots in eight days. What? And so you were not sleeping? Like you had yeah, another it was person. totally crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow, busy time. But really fun. Winter. And you know, freelance, feast or famine. Yeah, yeah. So wow. but I dreamt that I was drowning. <laughs> so if that's not telling, you know, I don't Tell know. It's it exactly yeah. Yeah. That wow, that is directly seems so clear yeah <laughs> well i i can't but i don't know how somebody could produce that many shoots in one day so i'm um, now i know your skill set is like oh, yeah thanks. you're like you've got like another person you're gonna have another body or yeah whatever the team you need to be that efficient but your email must have been like 2,000 emails a day, maybe <laughs> like like hundreds of emails a day with multiple productions. And then what if you confuse like, oh, that hair and makeup person is not for that production, is that oh, production? Yeah. Oh, my it God. Was, and every, it was obviously all different because they were all editorial. So yeah, um, yeah, each shoot had different talent and each talent had came with different hair, makeup and wardrobe and yeah. location. They were all on location. Every oh single gosh. one of them. Wow. Was on location. Wow. Yeah. Good, good times. Good times. <laughs> but um, it all happened. Yeah. Yeah. I learned that when I was um, at EW. I'll never forget the time someone said to me, and that now it's my line. I wish I remember <laughs> who said it to me. I don't. But someone said to me, you know, I was really stressed out about something, and they were like, you know, we've never printed a blank page. And mm. so now I think about that all the time. Is that mm-hmm. it always gets done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I always just like to think about when people get so hyper 
or concerned or worried. It's like, well, what are we really doing here? We're just making ads. We're making art. We're making pictures. We're not, it's not like, we're mm-hmm. not, there's lives will not be lost if we don't do this. Yeah, I love what you said before. You kept using the word fun. And I think a lot of times people lose sight of that. That yeah. our jobs are really fun. Yeah, we're so lucky. Well, yeah. Because I know you're a lover of art and creative and your house is filled with awesome, an awesome collection. Thanks. Uh, so... Yeah, tell me about what you personally are working on. Yeah, which um, I'm working feverishly on now, and I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah, so I'm it's excited. perfect. And I'm whoever excited. else is listening, because yeah. if you're interested in participating, you should get in touch. Um, yeah. So I'm working with the Lucy Foundation. Oh wow! Um, on a show so for yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, cats like unbelievable. The, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love cat. Rockstar. Um, so I am putting together a show for MOPLA, which stands for Month of Photography LA, for those that don't live here and don't know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's next April 2018, and it's going to be a fundraiser. And yeah, so I'm, I'm just, you know, at relatively beginning stages, reaching out to artists, um, you know, trying to get donations. By no- donations, I mean files, because hopefully yeah. I'll have... Um, a printer and a framer that will be part of it as well so that that cost isn't a burden to yeah. the artist. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so trying to, you know, get different artists to contribute different um, works mm-hmm. and all to benefit a cause that, you know, is, is close to me. It's a passion project. So, wow. yeah. That's, that feels so good. Yeah, and there's a theme, which is the five senses. Yeah. So many interpretations there. Yeah. It's and it's really funny good. because a few of the photographers I've reached out to right away were like, oh, well, obviously photo says vision, right? But uh, you could get so much more oh, from yeah. a photo yeah. other than a still photo. Um, I mean, vision. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, that's the easy one. Right. Um, but, but it's like you know, a hot dog. <laughs> like with well, like, yeah, that's why I saw taste. your, the one, like, so the, the image of, here's my formal ask. So, okay, here we go. So the um, image of, I think it was Canon, Senses, it was false. Yeah, yeah, so, so it was perfect. a Senses project. Yeah, I have like a ton of that. Oh, there's more. There's okay. more. <laughs> so, but I liked the one of the guy smudging the mustard. Um, oh, that, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, he's actually, that, there, that was a really famous place in Chicago that people waited in line for. Oh, that hot like, dog place? Yeah, it's oh, called Hot Dogs. Wait, is that, that the one where Doug. they sing to you? No. Oh, okay. It's like his night. name. And then he closed it because oh, no. he was like, everyone, he just like was kind of done with it. Like he could do whatever he wanted. He only had to be open from like 11 a.m. to like 3 p.m. and like four days a week to like make... And he was in an obscure location that but people would... He, yeah, I know. It's like, that's the way to do it. It's just, you know, make it... Uh, I think our new... Where businesses should go is like only be... Really limit the amount of time you can access something because then that'll create in and of itself like Buzz. a craze and then people are hashtagging it. But yeah, so you can use that if you okay. like that. But cool. yeah, because I mean, a Chicago style hot dog has no ketchup. But has mustard. Mustard, only. which I'm down with. I'm not really into ketchup on my hot dog. Yeah, yeah, mustard. Or mustard on my burgers, which mm-hmm. a lot of people do. Yeah. Anyway, 
Congrats. Yeah, I'm not there yet. Yeah. Wish me congrats in May of 2018. (laughs) When it's over. But um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. And yeah, I thought the five senses was kind of broad enough where I could reach out to, you know, entertainment portrait photographers and also Mm -hmm. still life photographers. Yeah. um, And get, you know, and, and tell a cohesive story. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And you have enlightened a lot of my own questions as well as the everyone listening. So I really appreciate you being on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Rachel Lieberman is such a badass, and I really appreciate her coming on the show and trying to articulate the differences. And I feel like I learned so much, and it was really informative. So I hope you did too. She is such a lovely human being. And now she's working on this great curated show for Mopla, and all the benefits go to MS. She's a true lover of the arts, and I'm glad that she took the time to speak openly. Appreciate you listening in, and I would love to hear your thoughts about my podcast as well, or this episode. I want to make sure that I'm asking the right questions for you. So please reach out if you have any other topics that I should be touching on. Also, you can write a review or invite a creative friend to come on my podcast. So have a great commute, whether it's in the beginning of the day or you're headed home, but stay tuned for more episodes and stay present.